It's time for the Film Crickets with Jay Fortier and Chris Marno. On this week's episode, Jay and Chris are joined by host of the Breaking the Ice podcast, Josh Dolan. Josh returns to the show and they review the 1992 American comedy film, Wayne's World. Remember guys, no stairway. Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out your Film Crickets are on now. All right. Hey friends, my name is Jay Fortier. Normally, is the point where I introduce my co-host Chris Martineau, who is not here this week, but we have Josh Dolan from Breaking the Ice Podcast. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? I will also be playing the part of Chris. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, Mike Myers, I do multiple parts for one part. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chris moved to D.C. Oh, he moved to a Confederate state. <laughs> yeah he's a teacher and he moved to he moved there in december like or like you know right at the beginning of january and family's up here so like you, you gotta come back yeah uh so yeah no he's he's he, on the road or like he's back up here but it's like you know didn't have stuff with him so yeah so uh thanks for still doing the show with me though oh no of course i'd do any show with you and chris is having fun with the cherry blossoms down there in dc and we're we're having fun talking about wayne's world so all right <laughs> and i remember mike shoe who is also on breaking the ice podcast yes had been on our show a couple times and he had said i think it was um uh, well one of the times he was on he had said that that your favorite movie was Wayne's World. Yes. And so I kept that in the back of my head. And when we had you on the first time, you talked about, we, we talked about the Santa Claus and how, you, you know, it's been a major part of your life. <laughs> and, and I suggest, instead of us telling you all about it, I say, check out the Santa Claus episode and uh, <laughs> he, all shall be revealed in the first five minutes. But you had also said, I have an unhealthy obsession with this movie as well. So, like, yeah. I, I got to I gotta hear your take on it, or at least, uh, like, what, what that means. I mean, the, the, yes, I do have an unhealthy obsession with this movie and the Santa Claus. And these two movies, uh, well, I, I kind of combined Wayne's World 1 and 2 into one movie because it's one of the rare movies where the sequel is just as good as the first one or maybe even better really yes i only saw it once but i was like i, I gotta I, i'm sorry to disappoint you but it was like wayne's world 2 <laughs> yeah what? i don't know i think it, you know what it was I, there was funny parts that i liked but i think what was getting to me was the jim morrison thing and the naked indian guy i was like i was like what is this shit like i was yeah. like well, you know but there was other stuff i liked like the broken speaker thing um <laughs> and um a very dated dick van dyke show uh, joke which was what made which made me was laugh there he dick tripped van over dyke an ottoman in the second one um yeah it's he trips over an ottoman and he goes dick van dyke show oh, as he's falling yes, over that's it. right because there's yeah. dick van oh no that's uh that's bewitched never mind i was gonna say there's a dick van dyke joke and I, I get, for some reason, I get Dick Van Dyke and Bewitched mixed up. Oh, yeah. Well, this is Dick Sargent and Dick York or yeah. something on, on those There's movies. Yeah. In, but it, right. <laughs> it's all about the Dick. Sergeant York. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as if we would have noticed. But yeah, the Santa Claus and Wayne's World definitely shaped who I am. And I, it wasn't until like maybe a few years ago when... Well, I've I've constantly watched the Santa Claus because my wife I got my wife on board with it early on in our relationship. We've been together for ten years, so I never really took a break 
from the Santa Claus. And mm-hmm. it's just continued to be a part of my, you know, growing up and now a part of my marriage because she she quotes it. It's just we we quote it without even knowing we're quoting it. Mm-hmm. In Wayne's World, I unfortunately and I'm embarrassed to say this, I've kind of taken a 10 year break after I, I guess a 10 year break isn't that much compared to how much I used to watch it before mm-hmm. I met my wife. But for some reason, she will not watch that movie. She's never seen it, and she refuses to watch it. And I don't know if it's because how much I quote it, and she doesn't know what I'm talking about, and she's she's just, like, annoyed by that movie. And when whenever she's like, what is that from? And I'm like, it's Wayne's World. And she's like, ugh. But it's... <laughs> you know what? You'll have to use a day of where it's like, all right, I owe you one. You, you know, where she says something like that, like you do something for her and you're okay. All right. The one thing I want <laughs> is for you to sit down and watch this movie with Unfortunately, me. Unfortunately, <laughs> she never says I owe you one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're getting closer to paying me back. So <laughs> for what? But <laughs> You're still in the hole. I've been in the red for freaking years, man. I don't know why. But yeah, so I she will not watch that one and it annoyed me even more recently because another movie I love is My Cousin Vinny. Mm. And she would not watch it until <sighs> back in I forget when it was, like January or February, we both got corona from my daughter. She brought it home from daycare and we we had a uh, a quiet little 17-day vacation at home. <laughs> And we ran out of everything that we like to watch, and my cousin Vinny came on, and we we were just hit so hard by that that little Rona bug that neither one of us could reach the remote. And I fell asleep, but when I woke up, she was like, "I loved that movie," and I was like, "Great, so let's watch Wayne's World." And she was like, "Absolutely not." So she's still strong. Well, yeah, they're totally, totally different types of films. So, like, even though they're both comedy, they can't be put in the same category, really. Yeah, because Wayne's World is, like, strictly reference it. Wayne's World is one big inside joke. Mm-hmm. And I guess my cousin Vinny isn't. And I think she knows that it's a big inside joke. <laughs> but I, because of her, I've taken a 10-year break hiatus from Wayne's World, which has been very depressing, but you actually gave me an excuse to be like, I'm doing this for work. I I was able to, you know, use this as an excuse and watch it again. And I watched it front to back yesterday and I watched it again today. So I think I think I relapsed. But the the references, every beat of that movie is just in my head and I didn't realize how much oh, I'm not surprised because it created who I am mm-hmm. going back to that movie and the Santa Claus like the way I say certain things the delivery I have on certain things I'm like oh my god that's how I say like that's why I say that that way mm-hmm. or that it, it's just insane how much of that movie raised me and a lot of it isn't even references that my age group would get like i'm 30 so that movie was 92 i was one when that came out so all the the references that like my my friends don't even know what i'm i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) like dick Sargent, dick york they're like right (laughs) especially my wife she's like what yeah so that that entire movie basically made me who i am i think made me want to 
be in show business, not only because they were in show business in the movie, but because I fell in love with Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. And then I also had VHS tapes of the SNL best of Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. Hmm. And it just spiraled from Wayne's world and led me to radio and comedy. And, you know, I'm a huge hockey fan. It's kind of a hockey movie, but not really. I mean, game on. Right. Blackhawks. Wayne's World, nice. Right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's it's actually a Wayne Campbell shirt jersey. Oh, that's right. Wow. So he's got like a Blackhawks type uh, shirt. But um, it's the it's only Blackhawks memorabilia that I'll own because I did watch them take the cup from the Bruins in 2013 <sighs> at the Garden. So but and like 17 seconds, 17 seconds. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> that yes. ripped me. I was like, I'm not a, like, I can't say I'm a diehard, but man, that killed me watching that. I was like, why? Seven, that's not supposed to happen. I am but, a diehard, but I'm also a hockey diehard. Like, my dad left the building, but I stayed sitting in the seat. I'm like, how often do you get to see the Stanley Cup presented? Mm-hmm. Not often. So I just Ouch. sat there and I was like, <sighs> yeah. Wow. Um, all right, so you know what? Why don't we do the uh, IMDb? Uh, what we do is we talk about how uh, we do the one sentence synopsis, and also I talk about. Uh, so we're, what we're going to do is we're doing the movie Wayne's World uh, from 1992, rated PG-13, uh, running time one hour and 34 minutes, and it's obviously starring Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, and Rob Lowe, Tia Carrera, Brian Doyle, Mari. He's he's great. I love and I mean he's in stuff like. Um, Christmas Vacation. He's in uh, Groundhog Day. He's got like the coolest voice too. He does. <laughs> uh, Lara Flynn Boyle. Wow. Uh, Michael Deloise. Dom Deloise's kid uh, plays one of the um, the stoners, right? One of the uh, the back. Really? Uh, I did not uh, know that. Yeah. Let me see. This guy here. Oh, that guy is Dom Deloise's son. I know. Yeah. He's got a couple of kids. They all look alike. I mean, Meatloaf is in the movie. I, I feel like it'd be more believable that Meatloaf was a son. But right, right, <laughs> right. Um, this is just a side note. There was, you know, how those pathetic things that people are in. Um, they they're at a, an award show like the Grammys, and they got to sit there and read off the joke from the teleprompter, and they have no delivery. Well, no, but it was actually kind of a funny one. It was Chubby Checker and Meatloaf, and he goes. Um, why meatloaf? And he goes, because Chubby was already taken. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I thought that was pretty good. Okay, so uh, here's the, uh, real quick, we got the uh, one-sentence review or synopsis from my kids. Uh, she did, My daughter does the intro, and then my son, who's seven, does the... Uh, one sentence uh, synopsis, and I got to tell you, this he, he adds something special at the end that I think you'll enjoy. It's time now for the one sentence synopsis from the IMDb. Two slacker friends try to promote their public access cable show. Party on, Daddy. Party on, Josh. Party on, everyone. The film crickets are on now. I hope you will be lucky, and I hope you enjoy the show. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, doing the party on, I love it. Party on. Seven years old. <laughs> party on. I had I had him do his best. Like I'm like, all right, try to say it like this, like a surfer guy. <laughs> you know, crush the the turtle. We're gonna say it just like that, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was actually I was able to see this movie in the theater. 
Wow. And yeah. And uh, and some friends of mine, they were in the theater as well. They were like further in the in the other part of the theater. Like I was with somebody else, and they had seen it like three or four times uh, at that point. They were just diehards of this film, and the, the, I sound like I, me. Yeah, and they got to a point where the clapper commercial comes on, and they actually start singing the song out loud in the theater. With it. Like, but it was wasn't that great. like an actual like commercial? Back then, yes. like mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that it's like. It was a made for TV um, thing. Oh, like a uh, a. Um, well, like yeah, not made for TV, but like you know, as seen on TV. Oh, okay. You know, one of those deals, like you know, so you plug in the uh, you plug in your lamp into this device, which then plugs into the wall, and then you clap twice, and the damn thing turns on, so it <laughs> reacts to your sound. And I'm it's like, you know, can you imagine watching a, like a, a, a Super Bowl or something? Every time you start clapping, the lights go out. Like, <laughs> the, the, the clap on, clap off light thing, I feel like, was around the same time that everybody that had one of those probably also had a waterbed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, Not me, but no, yeah, but a lot of people, yeah. (laughs) Somebody like Rob Lowe, yes. Yeah. But But the guy, the guy is like, uh, I, I'd like to like, you know, have him genetically tested. What the, what the hell happened with this guy? I mean, he's so damn perfect. I know. Then, (laughs) and he hasn't ate. He looks great. Rob Lowe from that movie is Rob Lowe from Parks and Rec, and Parks and Rec was like a little while ago too, and he's still he looks better. Yeah, I know it's amazing, (laughs) but yeah, no. So like, I saw that in theater. It was so much fun. Everybody kind of knew that the Bohemian Rhapsody thing was coming because it it, it, you couldn't keep it under wraps. Like you know, people People were talking. Yeah, it was just. I think it might even been possibly in the trailer a little bit or something. I'm not sure. Um, We all kind of knew about it, and so not that. We were still laughing hysterically when it came on because watching it all unfold, especially they're in a pacer. I mean, it, it looks even funnier. And but what's what's amazing is that that mo- that song was almost not even used because the I think it was Lauren Michaels didn't want it. He wanted something like a Guns N' Roses song. Uh, yeah. Paramount didn't want to pay for it. And Mike Myers basically threatened to quit unless they used it. And, and thank God, because that actually relaunched the song. It became, I think, even more popular than it was in the in the past. It's almost the music video for the song. Yeah, in, it is so good. The, the hilarious part of that is that like Queen fought so hard for that song and that Mike Myers ended up playing the producer in the Queen movie that was saying teenagers are never going to want to sing along to this they're not going to like this and he actually was like the the Queen part in in real life in the making of Wayne's World because he was like no and he fought for Bohemian Rhapsody and then he ends up playing the guy that was like nobody's gonna want to hear this and that was great it, it was just like a full circle and I was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> it's such an outstanding scene you know the head banging and par- apparently like you know how like things are not always done in one take they were getting really sore apparently <laughs> Like it's like this is and so if you see the, on the take that they used, you could see that Mike Myers looks very stiff, and that's why I, I because he's no was, longer enjoying himself. Yeah, he wasn't head banging; he was just. That's because he was sick of it, and it's his. I think their necks were starting to hurt. Well, I, everybody else was head banging, but I I don't know now that I I know that I wonder if this is part of it, but I I think it's probably written in 
and I've seen the movie so much that I notice things that a lot of other people don't notice. And one of the things that I'm always saying, like, isn't that hilarious? Like at the end of that song in the car, when they know every single word and every single little syllable, but then at the end, they don't know the easiest part <laughs> where it's like, nothing really, Matt. And they're both just like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was yeah, especially Dana. I think Dana was the one who really was, was screwing it up because he was like, he thought he knew it, but he didn't. <laughs> it was just moving his mouth. But that's okay. My was like, just smiling like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's good, though, because like it, it works because it's they're so goofy. And it's obviously it's one of those movies with that breaks the fourth wall where you're like the you know he's talking to the camera, like yeah. when he's he's narrating. Lara Flynn Boyle, I mean, how great was she? Lara Flynn, that's she was uh, the psycho, the Stacey. ex, the ex, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, one of my favorites is when she gets him the gift. He opens it and he <laughs> says, "A gun rack." What the hell do I need with a gun rack? And my favorite moment is the way he pronounces the letter A. Because he goes, uh, I don't even know. I, I don't even own a gun. <laughs> Especially for a Canadian to not say a gun. <laughs> what is it? It's a gun rack. A gun rack? A gun rack. Yeah, right. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. What am I going to do with a gun rack? <laughs> it's so like, good. The amount, like, from my my addiction and then my my sobriety from that that movie, and then coming back currently during my relapse <laughs> in the past few days. <laughs> I guess uh, sh should I be th like should your wife be angry with me <laughs> for suggesting no, it? She should be like I, I I took you out of rehab. No, she should be thanking you because now I'm going to force her to watch it, and she's going to realize what she's been missing. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll realize what I'm saying and why I say things. But the when he gets the gun rack and like that entire scene, like the Officer Koharski thing, again, that's an inside joke because it's like the Officer Koharski outside the donut shop is a hockey reference. And a lot of people don't know that. Did you know that? No. <laughs> so there's a famous NHL referee named Don Koharski. And... There's a famous incident with him and uh, I forget the co I think it was the head coach of the Calgary Flames. I, I, I forget. But there's this if you look up Don Koharski, there's this thing where the coach and him get into it in like the locker room hallway. And this coach is yelling, have another donut, you fat pig. Because he's so pissed at him, and he keeps yelling, "Have another donut!" And Don Koharski is just yelling, "Have you?" And they're just screaming back and forth. But the coach's line, he just kept saying over and over, was "Have another donut." And so Mike Myers, being the huge hockey fan, he just has that little jab at that referee of like, "Oh, Officer Koharski, hanging out Pig. in front of the yeah, <laughs> hanging out in front of the donut shop." And, and and he's a what what you know referenced as a pig because yes. they're like I smell bacon or whatever what is it they I say? definitely and smell a pork product of some type <laughs> yeah 
And, and he's like, ah, I used to do that when I was a kid. Like, it's like that had nothing to do with the storyline other than just taking a jab at referee Don Kowarski. Wow. No, it I was, couldn't have done that. It, it's just like <laughs> that kind of movie could never be made now where it's just like, okay, here's a budget. Go make the movie that you want to go make. And then you just make a bunch of inside jokes to like basically you and your friends. Like I mm. got all the references, but I think it's because of who my parents were like my parents mm -hmm. raised me basically to be Wayne Campbell, but, the, <laughs> but like that scene had nothing to do with the story, had nothing to do with anything, but it's in there and it's a huge part of the movie. And then the gun rack scene, what does that have to do with anything? Like why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that must nothing. have been like another inside joke that I don't get, but it's a huge part of the movie and it's just that entire, or he just wanted to make this person, uh, look, look, look how crazy she is. She's yeah. so crazy that she thinks a gift of love is a gun rack for someone that doesn't own a gun. And we broke up, but that doesn't mean we can't still go out and she has a necklace that says Wayne. But yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean we still can't go out. Well, Wayne's, yeah, I mean, while well, Garth is drinking a, uh, a jelly donut out of a straw, but... <laughs> And then, I mean, also like you know, they they walk in, they they go into the donut shop, and like I said, it bro it was breaking the fourth wall where uh, um, Mike Myers is talking to the camera, and then the camera stops at Ed O'Neill, and Ed O'Neill just starts breaking into this like depressing thing about. I'd never done a crazy thing in my life before that night. Why is it? If a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic. Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. Hello. What do you think you're doing? Only me and Garth get to talk to the camera. <laughs> Wait, but it's like like the 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 most random thing. He nobody asked him. <laughs> like that's what's so but good also about because this. he started with I've never done anything bad before that day. <laughs> like what day? <laughs> it's just amazing how like random and specific it is, and that's the kind of comedy I love where it's just so specific. Like never done anything before that day. <laughs> <laughs> but that line again kind of formed who I was because I started watching this obsessively, even though I didn't understand the jokes again with like the, how many times am I going to say again, you should do a counter how I say, how many times I say again in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> but the, in, the, the again drinking game, yes, <laughs> you're going to be hammered by minute five, <laughs> the, the Santa Claus like that movie kind of shaped who I was and I didn't get the the jokes but I loved it so much because the way my dad laughed at that movie when and how he laughed at it like I knew where the jokes were but I didn't get them and they were so funny to me and it's weird looking back now and getting them as an adult and I kind of feel weird now like at 30 watching Wayne's World again and laughing at the jokes but for a different reason not laughing at him just because I knew it was funny but laughing because I know why it's funny now mm -hmm. like I was watching the the part with Noah Vanderhoff when they got bought out and Vanderhoff was the sponsor and he's like reading the cards and he wrote stuff on all the back of the cards with arrows pointing towards him being like sphincter boy and this guy has no penis and I was watching it today being like, I don't think I understood what the jokes were on that card, mm -hmm. but I was laughing because my dad was laughing and everybody in the scene was laughing. All right. But I'm like, oh my God, it's like, it, it's like a second movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You get to enjoy it for like a whole new perspective. Yeah. 
It, yeah, it's it's good. I, I mean, you get Tia Carrera, her character, and you know, I mean, like, so there's a whole like thing of like love scenes. Oh, by the way, I I was laughing uh, just as much today uh, when when he stands up and he's got the underwear shoved up his ass, oh. and then like he's walking around, he's doing the weird shit with his his stomach, like it's almost like an ocean wave, and then like he's making her laugh while she's on the phone, and uh, you know what I. I the other thing that cracks me up is when he's like, he's he's playing the guitar and he goes, and her name was Cassandra. Yeah, <laughs> like he's doing like a his best like John John Lennon. So funny. Yeah, like even that. Like there's so many inside jokes that I know that I get that other people don't get that are like my age. That there's things like that when I was watching that yesterday and today and that part where he was like, and her name was Cassandra. I was like. <laughs> What is that making fun of? Like, I feel like he's doing like a Beatle, but yeah, <laughs> that's so uh, like so uh, John Lennon type. Yeah. Both my kids and I will do karaoke in our living room with the when it comes to like YouTube. Yeah, you know, like not we don't have a machine or anything. Like I'm just saying, we'll just surf, put some karaoke on, and start like you know the three of us start singing, and I cannot do Lucy in the Sky and with diamonds without without going. Picture yourself. You know, I cannot avoid doing an impression of him <laughs> on a boat on the river. <laughs> you know, that means you're doing it good. It's one of those you just, if you can't avoid doing it like that, I can't just sing it straight. Yeah. Beatles are um, hard not to do an impersonation of certain things, of certain songs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Well, he is actually, I think he's, I know he's Canadian, but he's also from England. I think his mom is from England. He, but he had spent many years there too. I'd th- uh, I I would think so based off of Austin Powers and how good that was. <laughs> right. But yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's just like he's got like all these. Um, it's it's like he's in touch with all that. Like you know, what I mean, so like it, yeah. the jokes are they feel genuine when he does them. Well, I mean, Canada still uses you know money with Queen Elizabeth on it. So I mean, just <laughs> whether or not he spent time there, I think he has no choice. That or if he came from Quebec, he's going to be French. So. Uh, so you got Garth, um, who Dana Carvey was doing an impression of his brother, apparently. Yes, yeah, I heard that, and I still haven't seen any video of his brother, but he's, yeah, he said that was basically exactly his brother. <laughs> now, if you're his brother and you learn this information and you see this character on screen, <laughs> like how flattering is it? <laughs> I mean, knowing Dana Carvey, it's probably he probably knew it was coming. Because, yeah. like, if Dana Carvey's your brother, he's probably doing impressions of everybody in your family, including yeah. you. And then he's mm-hmm. doing a character named Garth. He's probably like, listen, I'm doing it as you. Remember in high school, like, through the lunchroom, how I would impart? That's going to be Garth. <laughs> that's pretty great, though. Just, I mean, just like, <laughs> excuse me, I'd like to get by now. <laughs> that whole scene... I was watching that. It's weird, like, taking 10 years off. Like, I think the last time I watched it was when I first met my wife, which was 2012. And then I haven't really seen it again until now. And the world has changed so much. Mm -hmm. And even even so much since when I first started watching it, which was in the 90s, and then post 9-11 and everything, like, that scene, I was just like, there is no way you would get in with a tool belt with a giant taser into a club anywhere now. <laughs> Especially leave the venue and then come back in. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, that was definitely an 80s thing where you could leave and then be like, would you go get? Like, that would never happen now. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny. And then obviously Rob Lowe decides. So basically the idea of the whole thing is that Rob Lowe discovers the show at night uh, while watching TV with Ioni Sky. I don't know if you know her, but she was from Say Anything. No, I don't know her or Say Anything. You never saw Say Anything? Never heard of it. No. Oh my God, it's it's great. Oh, and that's that's something with her. Gotta fucking check that. Movie oh, it's out. a movie. Okay. Huh? Yeah, she's the love interest in that movie. Oh, but I yeah. thought she was just an extra. So, yeah, she's yeah. in bed with Rob Lowe. No, no, she's well, she, she didn't have a giant career, but she was, you know, she had movies here and there, and she was even uh, like a she had a side role in that uh, Fever Pitch movie. Um, oh, she did. As one of the Drew Drew Barrymore's friends, one of uh, the you know how they all exercise together. Oh yeah, she was one of them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, they're in bed together watching, and she goes, oh, my God, I love this show. It's like this local uh, access cable show with these two guys. They're so funny. And, you know, like, and then he's like, hmm, that looks like it's going to, you know, I mean, if she's into it and other people are really into it, let's let's buy it up. You know, he decides to bring them out and sign them or something like that. So that, But then he ends up with, uh, like, he sees that Mike Myers is with Tia Carrera's characters. He's like... Um, which is Cassandra, and he basically starts to move in on her in the process. So it's like you know they they try to make it somewhat into a a, a movie where you know it's like oh we got to have this conflict here. So he's stealing yeah. the girl and he's kicking him out of Wayne's world. We own Wayne's world now because Wayne pisses him they off. They have by the doing villain like the and the conflict and everything that you need to make a movie just so they can have all their inside jokes in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because basically it's a sketch film. Yeah, uh, it's it's and it's based off of a sketch on Saturday Night Live, and the whole thing is a bunch of little sketches put together, and then we have to do that little format where we have the conflict in the middle, and then something resolved. But they also resolve it at the end with multiple endings, where they go, "Let's do the Scooby Doo ending." <laughs> <laughs> and they, yeah. and they start changing. <laughs> and they pull the they pull the the mask off of him, and it's a, isn't it the old is it is it the old guy from the Wedding Singer and Pee Wee's Big Adventure? I don't know if he's from the Wedding. I I don't I I've seen that movie a bunch, but I don't remember if he's from that. But yeah, Old Man Withers at the end. It's just so random. Like at the beginning, he's like, "How's the amusement park?" And it's just like that's just setting it up for like an hour later. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, (laughs) it's going well. And then, yeah, so they do like, you know, they have some, the whole thing is a lot of fun because, and by the way, it is the most successful sketch uh, spinoff of uh, Saturday Night Live, um, including the Blues Brothers. It's more more successful than that. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, well, the the Blues Brothers, I feel like were more successful in their their live touring because they did a lot of live stuff too, so... No, but that was a big movie. It was also an enormous yeah, movie. That's so true. like a lot of people love it to this day. But it's it still surpassed that as far as like, you know But then again, I always wonder to trust those little lines that I read that say that because one movie came out later. Are they specifically talking about money from nineteen ninety versus nineteen eighty one or eighty? Yeah. That's because true. that's a big difference. They said it's the first to gross over a hundred million. It's like, well, they say that about um how like they, they said that Titanic and they said that Avatar beat Gone with the Wind. 
Well, right, as far I mean, as like, no, no, they say that. Yeah, but then I know they what say they don't, that, but it was twenty five cents for a ticket. <laughs> right, no. So, what the, but but if you actually compare them per capita, like you know, like you know, with adjust, uh, adjustments for inflation, they look and they go, oh, oh, uh, gone with the wind is still the winner. Like you yeah. know, when they actually look at because of ticket sales, that's like that's like so, comparing like Bob Yor to Wayne Gretzky. It's like, well, Bob Yor played in an original six league, and he's up there in the stats, and he only played for ten years. <laughs> so it's like Wayne Gretzky didn't play in original six league; he was playing twenty five other teams. So, right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And it's just that, like I said, if a movie, um, you know, that it's, it's if you're charging fifteen dollars or ten bucks per ticket. It's going to be a lot easier to outgross one, you yeah. know, from years ago, from 1939 or whatever year it came out. Yeah, it's like saying so, now, like, you, you beat Johnny Carson in the ratings. It's like, well, how many people had a TV back then? <laughs> right. And, I mean, and there was no word called viral. Yeah. <laughs> or if it was viral, you weren't going to want it. Yeah. Or even, like, salaries. <laughs> if you're talking money, it's like, well, LeBron James makes a lot more than Michael Jordan made. It was like, well, he played in the 90s. So and LeBron plays now where, you know, even like a bench player makes six million a year. So, <laughs> right. It's crazy. Now, so, I mean, you know, as far as uh, depth to go into, like, you know what I mean? As far as the, the depth of the story, not much to really say. It's just like I said, we said, you know, it is sketches that are, are, are a lot. Of, they're a lot of fun to to watch. Yeah. While they, they throw in the conflict. Quote, yeah. Because I feel like, you know, like every scene is its own movie or I guess you you could say sketch but like every scene is its own thing and it's tied into one bigger yeah picture i mean they do a good job with it because i mean it was already an enormous uh sketch on saturday night live people loved it yeah they they couldn't wait for them to come on you know it's like it was a big deal which is funny because i i don't know a lot of the wayne's world sketches i'm not Mm -hmm. familiar with a lot of those the only the only wayne's world sketch that i really know is the one with Tom Hanks, where he was the roadie for Aerosmith, that's yeah. that's ba- like that's a huge one for them. But like that's the only one that I really know. I was introduced, which is funny. the The first time I was too I was too little to even recognize this. But there's a home movie of Christmas Morning at my house in like ninety three or might have been ninety two. I don't know. It depends on when the movie came out. But my mom got my dad a movie for Christmas from me, even though I couldn't walk, um, from Suncoast, I think it was. Sun, Suncoast? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, Motion Picture Company. Yes. And it was a uh, VHS tape from the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua. Um, <laughs> and it was it was Wayne's World. And my wow. dad opening it, being like, oh, it's Wayne's World. And then I, I was watching that, being like, oh, my God, that's kind of what, helped raise me was that wow. <laughs> that piece of plastic no holding <laughs> and wayne's world too but yeah well maybe we could uh, you know get to that someday <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be forced to revisit it <laughs> i mean and you can you can walk me through it by saying no here's why it's funny <laughs> I like, if i need to walk you through that i mean i will <laughs> i'll be a tour guide but <laughs> We do it through this. Like I'll, I, I send you the link. We have to watch a movie through through this little, like you know, this program. Let's do a live event. Every, everyone comes and I'll just hit pause and explain why this. But cross your T's and your lowercase J's. Okay, and now we're gonna. <laughs> but like, oh man, literally that movie. Like when I was younger, 
I, I feel like a lot of younger kids, like, I wanted to be, like, in a rock band, like, be a famous musician or whatever. But, like, that movie made me want to get into comedy, get into music, and then especially Wayne's World 2, like, there was the Handsome Dan thing, get into radio, just that entire world. And it's weird that, like, just like Mike Myers in the, the Queen thing where he's, like, fighting to get Queen in the movie and then he ends up playing the guy that, was saying no to Queen, and it's like full circle. Like, I was a huge Wayne's World fan. I was a huge WAF fan, and then I ended up on WAF, and then when WAF was going off the air, at that point had become friends with one of the members of Aerosmith's daughters, and me and her became very good friends because she was an intern at AF at one point, and when AF was going off the air, I just texted her, and I was like, hey, tomorrow's the last day of AF. Do you want to bring your dad in? And she was like, yeah, just let us know what time. And it was just insane to me that I was like, first of all, I'm on WAF. And now I became a huge fan of Aerosmith from Wayne's World. And now I can just be like, hey, bring your dad in. And then he, he shows up. <laughs> and then, like, who was it? Just Can you say? Tom Hamilton. Okay. I, I became friends with his uh, daughter, Sage Hamilton. And we're, we're still friends now. And it was it's just weird, like, how things can become full circle like that. That I was like, if nine-year-old me <laughs> could see this, where I was just like, Aerosmith and Mike Myers and Dana Carvey were gods to me. That I was like, and anybody that was on AAF at that age, I was just like, if I could see this now and be like, look, I die. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was insane. No, I know. That's awesome. It was such a fun ride. This movie is like, I, I, I bet you when your wife actually gets to see it, you're welcome. <laughs> we'll see. That You know, I bet you she'll, let, she'll have fun with it. If, if, there's only one if, and that is she has to let her guard down. She right, because if you watch she, a movie. She, she also grew up in a very sheltered, like she doesn't get, I know she won't get any of the references. So it'll no, but if you're with her, like saying, "Here's why that's funny," like you know, she might actually think it's funny once she gets the idea. But then you'll um, be annoyed she didn't get it the first time. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I don't know her, so I'm not claiming I do. But I tell you one thing: if you ever watch a movie with a chip on your shoulder, you're not going to enjoy it. Like if you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're what you're trying to watch a comedy and you're pissed, like you know, like I don't want to see this stupid movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You're probably not letting anything in. Well, I've I've done that with shows that she loves because she's like that with Wayne's World. So, I mean, that's the reason I hate Grey's Anatomy. Nothing against Grey's Anatomy. I just, you know, it's... <laughs> I just know that she, she loves it, so... <laughs> you hold it against Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, She won't watch Wayne's World, so I hate this stupid show. Like, this is the second time you've watched this entire show, huh? Oh, good. A new Snow Patrol song. Great. <laughs> <laughs> What Coldplay song is going to be today? That's nothing to do with the show. It's just <laughs> I have a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> All right, you ready for final judgment? Man? I am. All right, let's see if this thing holds up. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. I'm not sure where you stand. That's where I stand? I'm joking. Uh, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Actually, I'm not sure where I stand either. Um, because watching that again now in, in my head, when we were first talking about this, I was like, obviously, this is going to be one that stands up. Like, the jokes are still so funny, but they're still so funny to me. And then mm-hmm. re-watching it at 30, 
in 2022 where, I mean, anything can be offensive, basically. I was just like, anything that came up, I was like, mm, no, that wouldn't make the, the cutting room floor. That, that, would, that would not make it out of post-production. And some of the references, like, or even some of the things they were doing in the movie. Like I was saying, like Garth going out to his car and getting mm-hmm. his homemade taser. Like that, that could have been done in the eighties or nineties, but post nine 11, you're not going out to your car to get anything, not even nips. You're not getting anything mm-hmm. that would not hold up. And especially that they weren't getting patted down. They just had to give meatloaf a fist bump that, uh, that definitely wouldn't hold up. And then the other thing they were doing in the movie that I was watching post nine 11 would never fly pun unintended was them lying on the hood of their car at the end of a runway with the, mm. the planes going over. And my, I remember my parents talking about that. They used to do that at Logan. They would park their car at the end of the runway at Fenway and watch the planes go over. And that must like, have been trippy. And the FBI didn't kill you. And they were like, they didn't care then. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be a blast. Like, like just, just out of sheer power. Yeah. Like of like what the hell is that? And actually they, they, they had a friend that had a boat and they would actually take the boat over to to Logan and they would they would watch planes go over on the boat. And I was just like, That's that's a felony now, I think <laughs> to be that close to a runway. And like when they were at the, the gas works and and Mike Myers was trying to hit on uh, Cassandra and he was just like and she just got into a, a bar fight, and he was like, "Everyone's kung oh, fu everybody's fighting. Kung fu fighting." And then he oh, makes man. that face, like, "Oh, that's offensive. I shouldn't have said that." Like, even though they're acknowledging, like, or, or, let's let, let's add when they're ordering Chinese food. <laughs> I forgot. Cassandra, you want to order? <laughs> I forgot. And, he, and, and he says, "I want the cream of some young guy." Oh, that wow. part too. Oh, yeah. There's that and Rob Lowe being like, "You're Chinese. You want to order?" <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that one. I was thinking of okay, the, so the, the, the joke. Cassandra. Now three- they weren't sure if that was even going to work. Like, like the the some young guy thing. They weren't sure um, if that was going to work. I no, like no. They as far as like if it was too much, who like if people weren't going to laugh, they weren't they weren't sure they're going to use it. So they did it in test audiences, and they laughed like for another like 30 seconds so they purposely put in an extra like couple of moments so you weren't like overshadowing the the laughter was not overshadowing the lines that's why she just looks at him and she goes like 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 she makes like a noise their their leg laugh (laughs) right right but like you know they they knew that was going to slay so like they were like nobody's gonna understand what's next. So like let's let's leave some space. I forgot. See the problem with me is I forget what what could be offensive. Like I forgot that was could be an offensive part nowadays, because like when me and my wife order Chinese food, I always say that, and she's never seen the movie, and I never tell her what the reference is. She's just always like, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sorry, nothing. It's just you know some Cantonese I picked up. But yeah, that part with the kung fu fighting. <laughs> 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 I completely forgot about that. And then I com- you saying Rob Lowe made me remember the, the Cassandra. You want to order? <laughs> like these oh, your people. <laughs> yeah, so that that would never fly today. And then the uh I feel like the 
well, definitely the arcade that's outdated. Hmm. There's just no arcades anymore other than Ben and Jerry, not Ben and Jerry's. What's the uh, Dave and Buster's? There's really no arcades anymore. So I feel like that doesn't hold up. And then also I feel like the whole Stacy premise of the, the ex-girlfriend, I feel like that wouldn't hold up nowadays either because that would be considered like sexist and you're like putting women down. And hmm. like it's even though it's hilarious and I get like why it would be offensive because it's just like, oh, all it, the tone of it is like all women are crazy. But that's not that's not the tone they were using. Hmm. So I feel like that that probably wouldn't hold up. And definitely, I guess there's a lot with Cassandra, because definitely when Wayne was learning Cantonese and he had that like Rosetta Stone cassette tape and he was in the, the garage and he's just screaming Cantonese and he's just doing it in like an offensive way. <laughs> I was just like, this is like. Oh wow! <laughs> I feel like this is like Deer Hunter, the deleted scenes. This right. <laughs> so I would say then maybe we should all like you know I mean I, it, I I'm agreeing with everything you're saying you know what I mean like and I don't think there's much more I could add to um, that as far as like I'm sure there's other scenes that were the, but um, I would say probably overall. Um, it's probably a no on the hold up part because of the, you know, like, and, and, you know, it does feel dated. Like, you know what I mean? It does feel like 1990 yeah. or 91. Um, but that doesn't mean that people can't laugh and enjoy it. It's just that, like, you know, does it hold up today? Like, you know, fitting in yeah. very well today. Well, I think things like the, like the gas works being a metal bar that doesn't hold up. And then like the. Wayne being like, "Hey, I got a CD player in the car now." And ha- like, how about the flames outside the sign? That is uh, not zoned. I, it's definitely not zoned for that. <laughs> uh, the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, wow. Like, like the, the whole thing is just an accident waiting to happen. I know. I was thinking that too, and I was like, now I, I'm like, I don't know if this is the 30 year old me saying this, or if this is now me being a dad. I was like, this is there's this is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, or am I just third? Doesn't that suck when the, when those moments happen? <laughs> I'm like, I used to be, you know, Dom DeLuise's kid, but <laughs> yeah, those references, I feel like they don't hold up. The jokes, I feel like they they could be, you know, morphed into something else. But I think overall, the message of the movie and like kind of what they were doing in the movie still does hold up. So mm-hmm. I think the movie. Do you hear a door squeak? My, I was, yeah, yeah, wow, good for you. Oh. Um, no, it's my house, yeah. Oh, I was like, uh, I was I'm like well, good right now. You're, you're turning that? around, and I'm, I'm hearing my, uh, with that silly United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru thing. <laughs> as long as it wasn't my door. <laughs> no, it's my son, Edward. What? I'm almost done. Oh, he has to come down, say hi. I'm sweating now. I was like, somebody broke in. Yeah. <laughs> I just introduced him to the um, uh, the Animaniacs. I don't know if you. Uh, oh, really? You, I don't know if you heard of them or if you saw them growing up. I did. Yes, they were on yeah. uh, WB fifty six. WB. Yep. Yes. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah, here's here's the guy. There he is. There's the voiceover artist. Just you want to say hi, Josh? Hi, Josh. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. It's awesome. Yeah. Did you? He heard your uh, IMDb thing where you said party on, Josh. Yeah, and why did I say party on, Josh? Because because you know the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, doesn't. Oh. <laughs> Wayne's World. Um, they they're like, yo, what's up, man? And they're like, party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. 
And so I had you say it, but with us. All right? Anyways, why are you at the film crickets? Because he's our guest. Oh, the guest? He's our guest. Today. Guest. All right? So say goodbye. Because you have to go back to the fair. Bye, You're going Josh. back to the carnival. The movie voiceover artist right here. All right. Bye, bud. <laughs> he was telling me, uh, he, he, he came down when he opened the door. He starts, he goes, the Animaniacs show, there's this, there's this thing called Yakko's World, where yeah. they um, talk about all the countries of, of the world. And he's, he's singing it all in that, um, whatever Mexican song it is. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like the... So it's like. He starts referencing it when he comes down the stairs. He goes, you know that United States, Canada, Mexico, Portugal? Like, <laughs> That's amazing. It's great. So he just says it randomly. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll tell him all about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. So you were saying that you think overall the theme holds up? Oh, yes. I was going to say the overall the umbrella idea of the movie kind of holds up because even though in the movie it was a cable access TV trying to make it onto like big time network TV, the whole idea of it, of like Wayne and Garth being in his parents' basement trying to make a show and get paid for it and do it as a living and they have an extensive collection of hairnets and name tags, that is just podcasting now. Yes, so I agree. that movie could be made now, but it's like the... Noah's Arcade is like a live streaming video game thing, and they're trying to get a podcast off the ground. It's like that movie could still hold up now, but it's just, yeah, it just it, need to be morphed. Yeah, into you just change the the words. It's just like ad libs. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. I think it does hold up. It's just a different platform now. No, I agree with that. Um, I agree with the the idea of especially. I mean, I mean, I think. We know all too well of uh, being an indie podcast and trying to <laughs> have it become larger. You know what I mean? So it's it, so I get that that it's it's that does work. Obviously, there's this cable access, uh, local cable access show. You know, trying to make it on TV. Same idea though. Yeah, there's a bunch of Rob Lowe's out there, and yeah, and you just including Rob Lowe now. still looks like Rob Lowe. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, I don't know what he's doing. He's eating babies or something, but he's, whatever he's doing, it's working. So. Uh, Shout out Rob Lowe. The other parts, uh, uh, as funny as they may be, obviously do not. Yeah. Uh, you know, like with just different references, it's like, yeah, I couldn't do that. Nope. Nope. Oh, <laughs> um, or, or some stuff might be dated to the point where like, nobody's going to understand this. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so no, but listen, uh, it's overall, it's still a fun movie to watch. So, uh, we wouldn't, uh, tell people not to watch it. Um, definitely watch would, it that in the Santa Claus and definitely Wayne's world too. I don't care what this guy says. So <laughs> <laughs> he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will like I said, I might have to rewatch it, but I just remember the day I watched it. I was like, "Oh, where, where, wait, what happened?" Oh like, wow! Uh, no, it's well, more of a continuation and a step up. Okay, <laughs> I'll explain why next time. <laughs> All right, listen. Thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, be sure to tell people uh, how they can find you and what what to look out for. Yeah, definitely. Breaking the Ice Podcast um, on Instagram, Twitter, BreakingTheIcePodcast.com. Um, we've just had a, a few fun comedians on, Dane Cook, Jonathan Kite, and we have a couple other big name guests coming up, including the Film Crickets. So hey. definitely tune in to Breaking the Ice Podcast and um, 
all the reference. And also, you're doing uh, stand stand updates, or uh... I'm not doing any like booking club dates right now, just because it's it's been tough working from home, having a baby. Mm-hmm. But she turns sure. one next week, and things are. You know, hopefully getting a little bit easier where I can get out of the house. Um, so. She turns one next week, so now she is completely self-reliant. I am going on the road. Yes. <laughs> like, you waited till she was one. Exactly. Look, she walks. She holds on to stuff. She can stay upright. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, she she uh, <laughs> I have video that is timestamped. She learned how to stand on her own yesterday, so I'm out of here. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I, my son that, that you just met a second ago, he at 18 months learned how to launch himself out of the crib uh, onto the floor. Uh, oh. That 18 months, had we had to go get him in bed. That's because like he because the leg went over and he learned how like my my he was in the crib my wife turned his uh, turned her back for a second thud <laughs> luckily but to here and and I'm not trying to scare you here's here's to make you feel a little better um, he talked and rolled. No, oh. but babies aren't afraid when they fall like that because they don't know. So they fall relaxed like a drunk person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they you know how like a drunk person. <laughs> no, but a drunk person go down the stairs, uh, fall down the stairs and not get hurt because they're not stiffening up and right. embracing themselves because they're all, they're rubber. you know, they're, yeah, right. <laughs> so a baby like falls out of the, you know, I'm not saying all babies like, you know, have the same exact results, but I'm saying that we called and they were like, just, just monitor him, check his eyes, you know, like look at him. Don't I'll worry about it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That type of thing, you know, like just keep him up for a while. And, uh, you know, he was fine, but it was just like, we had to buy him a bed like that or, or convert his crib to a bed that night. Uh, because I was like, He's going to freaking fall. No, I can't wait to have a track and field star in the bedroom. So that's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> like how fast. I was like, "What the hell? Eighteen months?" Because when we, when, my, when my wife called the doctor, she goes, "He's the doctor." Goes, "He's eighteen months." And she goes, "I know, <laughs> like, like, I know, like, we're all shocked here. Exactly. Like, what the hell happened?" Uh, so, but yeah, yeah, everything's an adventure, man. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I will be doing some more dates soon. Um, I, I've, I've done a few stand-up gigs with all new material, and they've. They've been going well, so nice. We'll see what happens. All right, man, and uh, don't forget breaking the ice podcast. Yes. Uh, so it's uh, wherever you get your podcast. It's all different uh, places like Stitcher and Apple and all that. And YouTube, um, and uh, you guys will be joining us very soon. And yeah, in July we believe. In July, so. yes. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Me too, man. It was it was good to all talk right. to you again. Yeah, same here. Hey, take care, man. I'll see you soon. Absolutely, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>